Devon Review with Brad Hardware. Welcome along to our look back on some of the biggest stories from the past week. I'm Brad Hardware and here's what's coming up. The ambulance service in Devon is losing 750 hours per day in handover delays and councillors say more needs to be done about the issue. We'll look at what's causing the delays. We'll see how Devon is looking to address a growing overspend on the service that looks after children with special educational needs. I'll be speaking to our reporter about the overspend. It's been a week of apologies across the county, from councillors having to cough up money to fund a waste collection in the South Hams to a joke about shotguns at Devon and Cornwall's police and crime panel. We'll have a roundup of people's confessions. And we'll also be taking a look back at the weekend's sports fixtures, as well as this week's What's On Guide. All that's coming up. Devon Review with Brad Hardware. Now, there's never a good time to need an ambulance, but right now could just be about the worst. It's been revealed that Devon's ambulance service is losing 750 hours per day in handover delays, and councillors say more needs to be done to address the crisis. Joe Ives has more. Ambulance services in Devon are at breaking point. That's what Jessica Cunningham, South Western Ambulance Director, told Devon County Council last week. She said the ambulance service in Devon and across the South West has never experienced such a long period of sustained demand. And it's getting worse. The service is seeing 20% more activity than in April this year. The knock-on effects are stark. The South West is losing around 750 hours per day in handover delays at hospital emergency departments. This is compared to around 400 hours per week two years ago. Devon's ambulance chief described the delays as intolerable. She said that reducing these delays is an absolute priority. Staff shortages due to COVID and exhaustion are making it even harder to address the crisis. In September, the South Western Ambulance Service declared a major incident due to extreme levels of pressure. Independent councillor Jess Bailey sits on Devon County Council's Health and Adult Care Scrutiny Committee. She's called for a closer review of the issue. So my concerns are the, the patient harm that's been caused around the delays and the, the response times. We've seen in the southwest that the response times have increased significantly, which means that ambulances are sat waiting outside hospitals and unable to go and collect other Category 1 patients. So I proposed a spotlight review to look at the matter in detail so that we can look at not just the ambulance trust and what they're doing, but also primary care and acute care to try and understand what's actually happening in Devon. Independent councillor Jess Bailey talking to Joe Ives there. Sport on the Devon Review. Here's Paul Nero with the roundup. Devon's football teams had a good weekend. Plymouth, Exeter and Torquay all won their matches. Argyle consolidating their place at the top of League One. Exeter moving into the automatic promotion places in League Two. And Torquay edging up the National League table a bit, although their hopes of contesting for a move back into the full football league next season, as they did last year, are somewhat fanciful. Exeter and Plymouth both have FA Cup first round replays on Tuesday this week, playing Bradford and Sheffield Wednesday respectively. And their women's team both got through to the second round of the FA Cup, but Torquay fell at that first hurdle. Mixed fortunes for Exeter Chiefs in rugby. The men lost to Bristol in the Premiership Cup. The women showed how to do it by beating Worcester. Plymouth Albion's National League match against Chinna was a thriller in which the league changed hands four times. Plymouth eventually coming out on top. Sport on the Devon Review. Now it was revealed this week how the amount of money being overspent by Devon County Council on supporting children with special educational needs is projected to rise to £85 million next year. However, the issue is rather complex, and Ollie Hepton stores here now to explain it. Yes, Brad, so this money, projected to be £85 million by next April, according to council finance officers, relates to what the council spends on children with SEND, special educational needs and disabilities, both in mainstream and special schools. 
Now, at the moment, the figure doesn't actually count towards Devon's main revenue accounts, as last year the government told councils across England to put their overspends on send into a completely separate account until April 2023. So last year, Devon spent £49 million more than it had allocated on SEND services and combined with this year's predicted £36 million overspend, the debt figure is expected to be £85 million at the end of this financial year. But, and here's the big question councillors want answering, councils haven't yet been told by the government what will happen to these ring-fenced accounts full of millions of pounds of debt when the arrangement ends in 2023, which has caused lots of concern. So why is the council spending so much more on this? Well, the simple answer seems to be that there isn't enough funding being provided in the first place, meaning that in order to meet demand, councils are having to spend a lot more. Last month, the council's deputy leader wrote to the government asking for more money for SEND services and for an overhaul of the system, which has been described as a national scandal by the opposition leader, Alan Connett. The council says it's developed a management plan to try and maintain services while reducing the money being spent, but said the amount of extra referrals it's been getting recently has had a significant impact on this plan. So what's being done about it? Well, the Cabinet Member for Children's Services, Andrew Ledbetter, said sorting out the £85 predicted is at the top of his agenda and he'll be lobbying Devon's MPs and the government on the issue. He also said it would be unfair if Westminster expected Devon to deal with the whole issue itself. Now, the Department for Education's previously told me that Devon's funding on SEND for this year is almost 10% higher than last year, while there's a long-awaited SEND review going on at the moment. This week, it was reported that proposals from that will be published in the first three months of next year. Thanks, Ollie. Now, in parts of Devon, it's been a week of apologies, from off-the-cuff remarks to a councillor landing herself in trouble after trying to do her best for residents. Philip Churn reports. A councillor in South Ham's was reduced to tears when she said she would foot a bill of more than £3,000 because of a mistake she made when she brought in a private company to help sort out ongoing problems with waste collections. Conservative councillor for Woolwell, Nicky Hopwood, was aware of residents' concerns after the District Council suspended brown bin collections because of problems with their appointed waste management company, FCC. Councillor Hopwood took advice and thought it would be paid for out of something called a locality budget, a fund aimed at supporting local projects which benefit the community. But it turned out that she'd misinterpreted that advice and shouldn't have made that arrangement at all. The matter was brought to a sometimes heated special executive committee meeting where it was suggested that the cost was met by the council. Opposition councillors said no way, arguing the council shouldn't be paying for a mistake. Councillor Hopwood, who has a reputation for representing residents in her ward well, was clearly upset after her attempts to do her best for council taxpayers fell on stony ground. But she apologised and promised to protect the council's reputation. After listening to the debate, I'm not wishing to bring this council into disrepute, which is why I made my apology in the beginning. In the beginning, I will pay the invoice for three and a half thousand pounds for the collection of garden waste within the ward I proudly represent. Oh well, out of my own pocket. I hope this brings to an end the matter. Since the meeting and in a move of solidarity, residents locally have rallied together to help raise the money to help Councillor Hopwood.
And at the Devon and Cornwall Police and Crime Panel, a joke about shotguns left some observers open-mouthed with shock. Police and Crime Commissioner for Devon and Cornwall, Alison Hernandez, had been talking about the idea of using voluntary parking attendants outside a school to help with traffic problems. But then, Chair of the panel, Conservative County Councillor Roger Crowe from Ivybridge, made an off-the-cuff remark. If you're calling for voluntary parking attendants, I think you should issue them all with a sawn-off shotgun because um, it could be awkward, wouldn't it? The panel was taking place just a short distance from where the Keyham shootings happened in August when Jake Davison shot and killed five people before turning the gun on himself. One former assistant chief constable with Devon and Cornwall Police, Chris Borland, was horrified. He immediately took to Twitter saying, Listen with horror as the panel chair makes a joke about issuing voluntary parking attendants outside a school with sawn-off shotguns. With all that's happened recently and with ongoing concerns about firearms licensing, how can that comment go unchallenged? After the meeting, Councillor Crowd issued an apology in which he said... Whilst chairing the Devon, Cornwall and Isles of Silly Police and Crime panel today, I made an unguarded remark, which I immediately regretted. I apologise unreservedly for any offence that this may have caused, especially in the light of the recent tragic shootings. Following the Keyham shootings, every police force in England and Wales was instructed to review all existing firearms licences and the Home Office said it would publish new guidance on gun licensing. Philip Cherm there. Now there's lots to be getting up to this week. What's on in Devon with the Devon Review. On Tuesday it's in Exeter's secret film night at Exeter Cathedral, celebrating the start of the festive season. Film fans can enjoy a secret screening in a magical setting with a range of food and drink from local companies. Tickets are £5 for over 15s, £8 for over 18s. There's an open mic night at Callings on Gandhi Street on Thursday with an evening packed of live musicians from around the county. If folk and indies more your taste, there's an open mic night at the Bicton Inn in Exmouth on the same evening. Now, those of you that are into house music can see Radio 1's Pete Tong at the Depot in Plymouth on Saturday night. He'll be there from 9 o'clock right through until 5 on Sunday morning. And on Sunday itself, you win again, celebrating the music of the Bee Gees on at the Princess Theatre in Torquay with the brothers' music from the 60s, 70s and 80s, along with the hits they wrote for artists like Celine Dion, Diana Ross and Dolly Parton. What's on in Devon with the Devon Review. That's all for the Devon Review this week. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and we'll be back with another episode next Monday. Take care.